Attention crew, this is your Captain Caliban speaking. This is a supplemental episode of Enterprising Individuals, where we bring you news and tidbits from the world of Trek, also interviews with special guests, and a few little surprises along the way. We've got a big surprise this week. A little while ago, I had writer and musician Fred Love on the show. One of Fred's gigs is writing material for the Star Trek Adventures role-playing game from Modiphius. Fred and I got to talking about RPGs, and Fred suggested that he could run an introductory adventure that we could play on the show, and I thought that that was a great idea. I'm an RPG player from way back, but I hadn't got a chance to put dice to table with the Star Trek Adventures game yet. I put the word out on the show that I was looking for players for the session, and two listeners, Alan and Josh, joined me and Fred for a short session on Skype. It's an original scenario by Fred where the players are the senior staff of the USS Venture, a galaxy-class vessel that is assigned to patrol the Shackleton Expanse, a mostly uncharted section of the Beta Quadrant that is one of the main settings of Star Trek Adventures. The Venture is crippled by an accident, and the crew, that is, the players, must save the ship and deal with an unexpected development. We had a lot of fun running this adventure, and you're going to hear it right now on the show. We're trying something a little different today, making this a live play RPG podcast. If you like it, let me know at at EISTPod on Twitter, and maybe we'll see about doing some more things like this on the show in the future. If you don't like it, don't worry. We'll return to our normal programming next week. I want to say thanks to Fred for running the game and for being a good instructor. None of us had played STA previously. And thanks also to Josh and Alan for giving their time and being great players. If any of this piques your interest in checking out Star Trek Adventures, there's no better time to get involved. Humble Bundle is currently offering a Star Trek RPG bundle with over $200 worth of Star Trek Adventures material when you donate $15 or more. And it goes to a great charity, the NAACP Legal Defense Fund as well. You've got to get on it though, as there's only 12 days left for you to get the bundle as of this recording. It expires on August 19th of 2020, so hurry to HumbleBundle.com for more information. And I'll also have a link in the show notes where you can check out the bundle. Support a good cause and get your Star Trek RPG on with Humble Bundle. One more piece of business to get to, our live recap show, Discoverage, returns this week to review the first episode of Lower Decks and, of course, all of Lower Decks, and then, of course, the uh, premiere and season, third season of Discovery. 23 weeks of Trek and Discoverage will be there. I and my co-host Ella Pearson are joined by special guests to recap and review new episodes of Star Trek on CBS All Access. Join us by going to at EISTPOD.com on Twitter and following us to get notifications when we go live. And you can also tweet to us using the hashtag Discoverage to join the conversation during our live shows. That's it for me this week, although you will hear me in a bit as I guide my character, Lieutenant Commander Krav Glosh, to hopeful success. Thanks again to Fred, Alan, and Josh. Check out the Humble Bundle Star Trek deal. And with that, let's get underway. Fred, I'll, I'll be the game master tonight. Uh, please, I, I've never, I, I've spoken with Aaron once appearing on his podcast, but I haven't met uh, Josh and Alan. So please uh, introduce yourselves. Go ahead, Alan. Uh, sure. Uh, my name is Alan. Um, I have been a Star Trek fan since probably grade school when it was on. I was on, uh, I was East Coast, so it was like WPIX. He's have like the back-to-back bangers. Um <laughs> Other than that, let's see here. I currently live in Brooklyn, New York, so things are snug and quiet, and I'm really happy to have this diversion. Super fun. Um, yeah. But yeah, uh, but yeah, other than that, um, my space dad is Cisco, 
other than that. <laughs> Same. That works. Uh, yeah. How about how about you, Josh? So I uh, I've been into Star Trek for literally as long as I can remember. Um, some of my earliest memories are uh, going to my grandfather's house, and he would uh, tape them on VHSs, and I would uh, watch them, and you know, fast forward through the commercials. Stuff. I remember um, Next Generation being on, I think, Wednesday nights, and DS9 being on Tuesday nights, um, and I was, of course, in Cubs and Beavers on Wednesday and Tuesday nights. For, in, in Canada, Scouts, it goes, Scouts, below that is Cubs, below that is Beavers. Right. So that was that was my thing and uh so i never got to watch them uh friday my grandpa would come over for dinner and he'd have like uh, two episodes of star trek just waiting there for me and i'd run to the vcr and i'd pop them in and watch them every week it was it was my passion it was something that i shared with him and shared with my dad um and um saying that star trek is the most one of the most important things in my life would not be an exaggeration at all yeah uh, it is something that stayed with me throughout my entire life. I have a few tattoos, and one of them is a Star Trek tattoo. Oh, wow! Uh, you know, it, it's 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 really important to me. Let let's just let's put it that way. Yeah, <laughs> that's fucking great. I like your weaponry on the back wall there too. Thank you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. I got oh, the battle up there. Yeah, you've got a wide range of of era too. It's got your you know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> There's a battery. Just out of camera view. Uh, there's a couple broadswords, a lightsaber, batleth. You know, I, I got some stuff. I'm prepared for the zombie apocalypse. Yeah. Is that, so. a, is that a Highlander claymore or, or no? Uh, no? No. Okay. This, this is what happens when I try looking at a tiny window and trying to introduce a different <laughs> fandom that I'm not embarrassed by at all. Hey, nothing wrong with Highlander. Um, I well, I guess I should say I'm uh, Aaron Coker, aka Caliban, uh, the host of uh, Enterprising Individuals, mm-hmm. and um, I think I've talked about my backstory with Star Trek before. But suffice it to say that um, I really became a fan when I was a kid, and um, I uh, Star Trek like it was either Star Trek two or Star Trek three was coming out when I was very young, and that really boosted I think the uh, local channels that showed. Um, syndicated uh tos episodes um and then right about that same time as well tng was being developed and came out and so it was like the perfect time for me to just you know absorb that as a child and i've never really let it go uh all these years sure. later so and um yeah i think my, my space dad used to be uh kirk but i think i'm, I'm gravitating toward janeway these days I really, yeah i uh, like janeway as a captain i i i'll never i See, and I've been listening to your show, Aaron, for uh, a few years now, and I keep on thinking maybe one day it won't be Cisco. Maybe one day it won't be Cisco, <laughs> and it just—I I can't. I can't. It can't be anyone yeah. but him. And and he's so flawed, which is part of the great thing about it. Yeah, yeah. Which is which is just makes it even better because, of course, you know, my dad's flawed too, as is probably everyone's dad. So I think yeah. that's. I didn't know you real, you met my father before. That's really great. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah in go. New York, uh, they the, all the civil service branches in New York. If you don't know, they have nicknames. So, like for example, the cops are the finest. Um, the uh, fire department's the boldest. Hmm. Um, um, I think there's another. One. Anyway, I always thought you can look at it that way between with the captains. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like you can pick which one you think is the finest. But I've always, always, always thought Janeway was the bravest. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah I agree. 
being able to transverse the Delta Quadrant or at least like have the drive to be able to do so. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a thing. Like I could see people just shutting down, but she was like, nope, I'm going to do it. I'm going to get my crew home and I'm going to hold up Starfleet while I'm doing it. Yeah. And, that, yeah. and they very, were, very, and they got home in seven years, but they were ready for a 70 year journey. You know, yeah, like yeah. they had to steal themselves for that and they got home in a 10th of the time. So efficient. Yeah. Very. <laughs> so thanks for joining me tonight, guys. Uh, like I said, I'm the game master. I'm Fred Love. I have written. So we're, we're playing Star Trek adventures tonight, which came out uh, several years ago. I think in 2017 was the core rule book. It's a tabletop RPG from Modifius and it's still being supported. It's still ongoing. Lots of really cool products coming down the pike. I've written a couple of adventures for the adventure compendiums. I've written for the Delta Quadrant source book and I've written for a couple of, of projects that are yet to be announced. So uh, I've been running Star Trek adventures since its playtest, and I'm really excited to run this adventure for you tonight. This is intended. It's a, this adventure is called blind spot it's uh, an original one that i've written myself and i read it at conventions and so it's meant to be kind of introductory it doesn't assume any experience with star trek adventures and it should be it, it usually plays pretty fast maybe like an, somewhere between an hour and two hours so first thing i would like you guys to do i've got uh, josh playing um commander elliot gannon i've got alan playing the medical officer and aaron playing the engineer if you guys want to change the names of those characters, that's certainly your prerogative. If, if you like, go ahead and let me know, and just so I can write it down and have that in my notes. Okay. Well, I've written a whole legend for Elliot Gannon already, so I'll, I'll, I'll keep that going. Okay, cool. That's great. By you, Alan. Um, oh, geez. I, I don't think I can come up with something particularly great on the spot. Um, so I'll, I'll, I'll stick with Zakara, I think is fine. Okay. Thank you. Okay, and Aaron. The engineer's name is uh, Krev Glash, and uh, I'm I'm comfortable going with that. That's fine. Okay. Lieutenant Commander Glash. So you guys are bridge officers for the USS Venture, a galaxy-class starship. The year is 2371, which, put, which puts us roughly, you know, kind of the midway point of Deep Space Nine, the very beginning of Voyager. The the venture is part of a small task force that Starfleet has assigned to explore the Shackleton Expanse, which is this this huge, vast expanse of mostly unexplored space in the Beta Quadrant out beyond Klingon space. So if you guys uh, would like to go around and introduce your characters and tell us a little bit about them, I, I guess... I, I really don't like to go into the rules before. I, I just like to let's start playing and let's learn the rules as we play. Sure. Uh, so the, the the number one rule you guys need to know when game mastering is just tell me what you intend for your character to do, and then I will let you know how that interacts with the mechanics of the game and what kind of dice you need to roll. To play tonight, just have your character sheet handy, and you'll want uh, a handful of D20s and a handful of D6s or maybe some kind of dice rolling app, something along those lines. So that's, that's basically my introductory spiel. Why don't we, the, the first scene will, will start on the bridge of the USS Venture. All three of your characters are present, along with uh, Captain Angela Martinez. And please introduce your characters and let us know what your character is doing on the bridge of the Venture as our episode opens. And we, we can start with Aaron. Okay. Um, yes, uh, Lieutenant Commander Krev Glash is a Tellerite. 
and he is. Uh, I'm currently at the uh, the bridge engineering uh, console, engineering two maybe, and really wishing I could be back in engineering because I'm working on some tests to improve the efficiency of the warp drive cooling system, and uh, it's a critical time. We have to get back to that. But I'm here to listen to what the captain has to say. And how about uh, Alan? I am Lieutenant Commander Takara. I am the Chief Medical Officer serving upon the venture. Uh, I had we had received some uh, telemetry that described some anomalous readings of uh, neutrinos that I wanted to see how they affected the DNA structure of the various people on the bridge. And since we have a Tellarite human and a Vulcan, I thought it was good as a baseline to be able to judge the effects of the neutrinos against them separately. Yeah, so uh, Dr. Takar, you've got your tricorder out running a scan. The the ship is actually uh, cataloging gaseous anomalies in the Carina Nebula. So so yes, there there might be some some strange readings going on. I'll have you make that roll in just a moment. First, let's give Josh a chance to introduce his character. Uh, first officer's log, uh, start date some date in twenty three seventy one. Commander Elliot Gannon reporting, or recording rather. Um, I, uh, we're here in the Beta Quadrant, which is great because I'm actually renowned among the Klingon High Council. So if we happen to come across any Klingon vessels, I, I seem to have, uh, an ability to speak with them there. Um, I am the first off, ex executive officer, first officer of the ship, uh, loyal to the Federation values. I really care about protecting my crew, um, and I'm a big believer that knowing the capabilities of your ship can save your life. That includes um, your ship and your crew's responsibilities. So I've also printed out the other character sheets here, too. <laughs> okay. um, so I am uh, I'm, I'm uh, Captain uh, Martinez is in her uh, ready room. I have command of the bridge, and I am running uh, tactical drills. Excellent. So yes, you're, you're paying very close attention to your crew's capabilities, uh, making sure everyone is performing their job capably. Uh, Dr. Takara, I would like you to make our first roll of the evening as you are conducting scans among the bridge crew, looking for anything that might be, that, that they might be interacting with the, the strange anomalous readings in this nebula. So what we're going to do, this is the 2D20 system. Your default role is rolling a dice pool of two D20s. And so you're going to put, this is a roll low system. You want to roll low, and we will determine your target number by looking at your character sheet. You're looking at... Um, I, I can bring up your character sheet right now. So, you've got attributes and disciplines. You're, you're going to pick an attribute and a discipline for your role, and then you're going to add those two numbers together. For this role, I'm going to say it's going to be reason plus science. So, your uh, Dr. Takara, for instance, your reason plus science, your reason is 11, your science is... So that makes your target number 15. You're going to roll two d20s, and anything that's 15 or lower is considered success. And for this roll, this is a pretty recent roll, so you're just going to need one success. I have rolled an 8 and a 10. Okay, so an 8 and a 10 are both below your target number, which once again was 15. So that is two successes. You only needed one. So you succeed on your scan. You also bank a point of momentum, and momentum is a thing that you're going to find out uh, about later, but 
it's kind of a, a communal pool that you, the three of you can access to improve your odds in various situations. It's kind of a meta currency in the game. I have a similar meta currency called threat. I start out with two points of threat for each player in the game. So I start out the game with six points of threat, which I'll use to uh, make your lives more interesting as the, the game goes along. So, Dr. Takara, you are conducting a tricorder scan of the bridge crew. It looks so far like everything is normal. You don't detect any um, biological changes in any of the crew. Everyone seems to be in peak physical condition. But suddenly you start to detect some anomalous readings from outside the ship, externally. And in fact, it's a huge energy reading. But before you even have time to open your mouth, something catastrophic happens. Hmm. You had close to no warning most likely due to some of the sensor interference from the dense swirling gas of the nebula. But suddenly, the deck of the bridge vanishes beneath your feet and you're slammed violently back down. Consoles spark and explode. The red alert klaxons blare for a moment before main power fails and the bridge goes completely dark. Oh, no. I, uh, I call for red alert. Call Captain Martinez to the bridge. Yes, uh, there is no response either from the main computer or from Captain Martinez. Can I do a quick triage, please? Yes. Who said that? That, uh, that was me. I just want to make sure, um, check on uh, anybody wounded and then triage them and prioritize them in logical order. Yes, there is a, uh, an ensign, uh, also a Vulcan, a science officer, who uh, appears to, you can see there's green blood, uh, Coming from her face and her hands, it looks like her console exploded almost directly into her face. To stabilize her, this is going to be a daring plus medicine roll with a difficulty of one. Okay, seven plus um, medicine is 12, difficulty one. Um, I have focuses. Does that help at all or no? Not really in this situation. Your focuses will increase your, your critical success range. We'll talk about that if you have a focus. Then. Copy that. Here we go. Two die going for daring plus medicine, which is 12, and space Yahtzee, seven. And then you rolled two? two uh, yes, uh, a 15, so not so good. Seven. Okay, the seven. Uh, so you got the one success you needed as you stabilize this young ensign. She is she's still injured. She cannot get up and, and act, but she is at least not going to die in the immediate future. As you uh, jump into action and uh, size her up with your medical tricorder and uh, deliver a hypo spray to stabilize her life signs. Let's check on the other two characters. What are the two of you doing? as this crisis is unfolding on the bridge of the venture. So it seems like main power's offline. Do we have auxiliary power? I was just about you, to do that. <laughs> yes, you will have to activate auxiliary power to get a, to get a sense of what happened and, and to uh, activate any of the control panels, the view screen, everything on the bridge. Okay. Yes. So um, that will be a difficulty one control plus con task as uh, the engineering officer uh, opens up some of the um, the panels underneath one of the stations and starts messing around with the chips and wires inside. Okay, control and... Control plus con. And it's a difficulty uh, of one. 
you still you have one point of momentum at your disposal. If you'd like to spend it to get a bonus D20 on this roll, you can. Is this, um, does I know my ship apply as a talent, adding a D20 to determine source of technical problem? Yes, absolutely. Okay. So you can roll three D20s on that this roll. Hopefully we'll get what over. What does cautious engineering mean? Under my... Yes, I've got that right here. So you all have talents, which are sort of like feats or something. Um, so cautious... You're the executive officer. Cautious, engineering. When you attempt a task using the engineering discipline and you buy additional D20s by spending momentum, you may re-roll one of your D20s in your dice pool. So am I able to use that to help Aaron's rolls right now? You can assist, yes. When you assist, uh, you only roll one D20 rather than two. So uh, as as Aaron starts working to restore auxiliary power to the venture, how would your character, how would Commander Gannon assist in this task? <laughs> Yell at me. Um, I would... Um, it's a good question. How would I assist in this task? I would use my engineering um, background to assist while I'm also calling for... Uh, no, all main powers down, right? Yeah, no. I'm just going to stand beside him and pass tools. Good leader Excellent. does what needs to be done. I'm supervising Smithers. Put that right foot on that pedal. <laughs> uh, so my c- controls nine, con is three, so I'm at a 12. Okay, so you roll your 3D20, and this is a difficulty. Uh, all right, so I got a four, 11, and a 13. So that's three successes? Um... Well, my con is the my the number I'm trying to hit is twelve, right? So I think it's only oh, two. Yeah, okay. yeah two, successes. two successes. Okay. So you needed one. You you so you generate a point of momentum, uh, and Commander Gannon, you said you're assisting. So give yeah. me a give me a presence, or I'm sorry, a, a reason plus command role as you kind of look over the chief engineer's shoulder, saying, uh, you know, make sure you're you're paying close attention to those isolinear chips. Uh, make sure all the isolinear chips are firmly in. They weren't jolted out of place. <laughs> Just, we'll speed uh, up I the know. film in the camera so that it looks like you're going really, really fast. <laughs> and since you're assisting, you will only roll 1d20 on, on this roll. Okay, so then, sorry, I take my attribute or my discipline plus... Your, so at, your attribute is reason plus command and add them together. So it looks like that's a... a 13. 13. So your target number is 13 on your D20. You want to get 13 or lower. 13 or lower, got a 6. Okay, so that's another success. So, you now have three points of momentum banked as you guys work together and some of the emergency lighting comes comes flashing on on the bridge of the venture and some of the control panels light up. Um, you, after pressing a few buttons, after auxiliary power has been restored, you determine that the engines have been disabled. So the ship, the, the warp core has gone cold, and you will not be able to do much with the ship until the warp core is restarted. Um, you also get a readout saying the ship has taken significant structural damage at the location where some kind of shock wave made direct contact with the ship's saucer section mm-hmm. on deck 10, section 25. Emergency bulkheads and force fields are holding, 
but fires are breaking out in the area because the fire suppression system has failed. So it's basically you guys are finding out someone's going to have to go restart the warp core and someone's going to have to go look at this situation where fires are breaking out on uh, deck 10, section 25. Do we have intership communication? No. Okay. Um, I'd like to order Commander Glash to engineering to try to restart the warp core. Um, I will go to... Uh, you said deck 10? Yes, deck 10, section 25. I'll go to deck 10, section 25. Um, and I leave the ranking officer on the bridge and ask them to go into the captain's ready room and check and see if she's okay. Actually, I'll ask the medical officer to go to the ready room and check on the captain. Yes, let's do that. Um, Dr. Takara, you, yes. uh, you, you will follow the orders of your commanding officer? Wouldn't it be more prudent to for me to manage the damage control teams for the saucer section? Medical teams must be assessing all manner of uh, injuries given to the crew while the needs of Captain Martinez, while important, must be attended to afterwards. Um, it's a galaxy-class starship. You probably have a medical staff of 50. So I'm sure they've all reported to stations. Um, I think checking on the captain is the right play first, and then uh, organizing damage control teams from the bridge once you've done that. I understand. Are the turbo uh, lifts? I gotta, Good, I Vulcan. Martinez. Good Vulcan. Are the turbo lifts working? Uh, as you stride toward the turbo lifts, um, they are they are not. Ooh, long climb one. down to engineering. Uh, I guess I start my long climb down to engineering. Yeah. All right, everybody now. Ready? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, is, that is absolutely my inspiration for this scenario. I'm glad you said that. So, uh, Dr. Takara, you are able to use the manual override to open the doors to the captain's ready room. As the doors slowly creak open, you discover Captain Martinez's lifeless form sprawled out near her desk. It looks like some uh, a console exploded in her face. Okay. Um, uh, I already know that she's dead. I can't communicate to the other characters, correct? They, they will say they haven't quite left yet. Okay. Oh, so they're in, they're in speaking range. Yes. All right, so I relay the information to the XO, and I look, oh, I look at... I look at um, I'm sorry. Uh, who's the XO? I mean, the, the name of the XOs? Uh, Garrett. Or Gannon. Elliot Gannon. Commander Gannon. Yes, Commander. Doctor. You are the man now, dog. <laughs> I relay the information. All right. Um, okay. I'm going to, in that case, return to the bridge, and I'm going to order a bridge officer to Deck 10, Section 12. To, and then report back to give me a uh, status report. Do we have sensors at all? No. You'll have to uh, get the warp core started again to restore main power to be able to, to access most of the ship's computer functions. Do any of our shuttlecrafts have sensors? It's possible, though you would have to get there. How many officers are on the bridge? Am I able to send an NPC to go do something? So, the game does allow for uh, crew support. However, because 
of the disastrous situation the venture is in right now. It's you guys are kind of the stars of this show. Uh, there's no communications to allow you to coordinate uh, um, engineering or medical crews. If, if there are important tasks that need to be carried out, it will probably have to be one of you three that do them. Okay. So, so OOC, it's like, it's generally speaking, would you say it's okay to split up the party? Yes, sure. I mean, like, it's like my knee-jerk <laughs> yeah, reaction is to just cling to, like, <laughs> the tank, you know. This is not uh, Dungeons & Dragons. <laughs> I check for traps. <laughs> I'm endeavoring to recreate the feel of an episode of Star Trek The Next Generation as much as possible. Sure. That's scenario. Okay. So well, you guys are the stars of the show. I'm 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 so tempted to go to a shuttle bay and scan, see if I can figure out if we've hit a quantum filament. I uh Could you please just for no reason just separate the saucer? Just just please for me. Just please. <laughs> uh, actually I'm, uh, I'm Commander Gaines, if you're you're wondering about the filament. Give me a, a reason plus sciences role with a difficulty of three. And okay. you have uh, three points of, of momentum at your disposal. Okay, sorry, sorry. What you need? You want a, a reason plus discipline? Yes. So uh, reason plus science for for Commander Gannon. Your reason is eight. Your science is two. So you've got a uh, target number of ten, and this is a difficulty three roll. So you'll need three successes. So um, and, and as, you, as you might surmise, you've only got two d20s at your disposal. So if you roll a natural one. A critical success, that counts as two successes on that die. You also have three points of momentum, which you can use to buy bonus dice. That's if you decide this roll is important enough. This is this is, this is to represent uh, Commander Gannon kind of rolling the situation around in his head and trying to figure out what might have caused that shockwave that has completely disabled the ship and killed your captain. Are you okay, so I'm going to use one of our momentum points so I can spend three D20s. Are you thinking uh, out loud? Because I'm a astrophysics uh, expert. <laughs> Sorry? Are you thinking out loud? Because I'm an astrophysics expert. So if I hear quantum film, I'd be like, I, I was thinking I can tell you about I, quantum fil filaments. Unfortunately, <laughs> I, ordered, I, I, I ordered you to engineering. So I'm not, I don't think I'm able to utilize your expertise. So, or did right we now, you're going to have to uh, scale the turbo lift to get anywhere on the ship right now. So we can say that you've, you've got the turbo lift doors open, but you haven't quite left yet. You're up for, for, for this. <laughs> I'm scene, looking at that. You're all still on the bridge. Right? Boy, I'm looking down. Fair enough. So three of us are on the bridge. All right. So I think the, the best course of action, um, or I'm, I'm going to give you my roles. I'm going to, okay, sorry. Rewinding. If we're on the bridge together, things are different. So, um, Commander Glash, sir. Do you have any experiences with quantum filaments, um, antimatter strings, cosmic strings, any of these sorts of phenomena? Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I know a and lot about that. What are that. the possibilities <laughs> that we've hit some sort of quantum filament? I remember reading a report from the USS Enterprise that they found a scenario similar to what we're in. Um, well, I rack my, uh, porcine brain to come up with an answer to that question. <laughs> and, um, so I'll, I'll, uh, attempt that, that role, uh, sort of to, uh, get that, uh, astrophysical knowledge. 
Yep, you bet, Aaron. So, so this is going to be a reason plus science roll. For you, that is a target number of 15. It's a difficulty of three. Now, your character has the astrophysics focus. That is going to allow your critical success range, which is usually just a one. You, you roll critical success if you get a natural one. Mm -hmm. But in this case, because you have a focus that applies, your critical range becomes the score of the discipline you're using, which in this case is science with a score of three. So if any of your dice score a three or lower, that dice scores a critical success. Oh, okay, cool. Um... You also have... You have three points of momentum at your disposal. Right. The first one will buy one yeah. bonus D20. After that, you'll need two D20s to get, or two two points of momentum to buy a, another D20, and then three points of momentum to buy a fifth D20. Okay. So probably for yeah. safety, I'll spend a point of momentum here. Okay. Uh, quick OC, is this you? Are you deciding this roll through? Not your knowledge base, like Starfleet history from that report or anything like that. Uh, I think I am um, speculating on um, the effects. The given... Yeah, what's happened to our ship, and then possible uh, astronomical or astrophysical um, phenomena that could cause it. And then, you know, yeah, using the history of uh, what we know about what's happened to other ships. So uh, that's three die then to roll. Uh, and reason and science, 15. Okay, so, well, I rolled a one, uh, and a okay. four, and a 14, so four successes. Okay, and you needed three, so you get that point of momentum back. If you like, so that gives you a total, you've got three points of momentum in the bank. As you, you kind of roll this experience around in your mind, if you'd like to spend one of those points of momentum to gain, to improve the success of, of your thought process, you can do that, but it's up to you. Um, okay. Um, sure. Yeah, let's spend that. Okay. I know so exactly what thing, this is. Yeah, so you, you do not think that this was any kind of quantum filament because the previous sensor scans did not indicate that this nebula would be conducive to such a phenomenon uh -huh. in addition you have you think that the shock wave as you kind of roll back over in your mind the the sensor readings that you were looking at previously you think the shock wave actually was attracted to the venture's warp core mm. as if you were kind of pulling it like a zipper across space okay um i relay that to uh, the bridge crew and i advise the xo that you know Clearly, we need to get the warp core back online, but we may be in danger of attracting um, additional phenomena similar to uh, what, what already hit us if it's attracted to the warp core. Which we definitely don't want. So let's take a little look at the ship. Anything special about the ship? Saucer separation. <laughs> yeah. I could I go to Cetacean state. Ops and see what the dolphins think. Yeah, right. <laughs> Cetacean Ops. I, I think, isn't that Deck 4, Section 17? I thought it was under uh, sea level. <laughs> it's on, yeah, sea deck. <laughs> there you go. Um, okay. I am blowing it as first officer right now. No. <laughs> it's a big job. Um, Dr. Takara is not wrong with the request of separating the saucer separation as redundant, the redundancy of not needing the warp core because it has its own independent impulse engines could give it its own power back. 
Um, is there any way to ascertain whether or not another, like, literally we're safe until the warp core comes back on, or is something, I don't know. Just, is, are we still in more uh, immediate danger? Um, I mean, I don't know if I should take that one. <laughs> uh, from what I from what I understand, um, and this is a theory, uh, but I'm a smart guy, uh, that whatever this is is you know attracted to to matter antimatter reactions to our to our warp core. So until we have the sensors back online, you know, we don't know if there's more of them around. I mean, I think it could be a danger, but floating dead in space is uh, is also not not great. Oh, and just to be 100% clear, no impulse, no maneuvering thrusters, nothing? We're dead in the water right now? or Yeah, you, you are okay. dead in the water. All you've been able to activate is auxiliary power, which is, is uh, pretty minimal. Life support, environmental systems. I probably should have checked the life support one earlier. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. I, um, I'm, I'm changing my mind. We're not going to go to the shuttle bay. We're going to go right to engineering before someone there tries to turn the warp core back on. <laughs> right. Um, is there a way to speed up to engineering or we're just crawling through the Jeffries tubes, I guess, right? Yes, to traverse the ship, you're going to have to crawl through turboshafts and Jeffries tubes. I would also remind you, in, in, in addition to engineering, uh, there's also the problem of fires breaking out on um, the deck 10, section 25. Sorry, deck 11, section 25? Deck... What did I say? I think it's... Deck 10? Deck 10. Did I misspeak? Hold on. I'm <laughs> looking through my notes. Uh, deck 10, section 25. Yep. Gotcha. Okay. So, so the rim of the saucer section. Commander, might I suggest... Do, um, the OOC, like out of the universe, uh, the physical like attributes of a Vulcan's technically like stronger, faster, etc. Uh, is it similar to a Tellarite or no? Um, I think I'm just sort of like average, <laughs> like what's, what's the median like uh, number for, for attributes? Like what's the, yeah, I've got like 10 fitness, but I don't know how that translates to like yeah. movement speed. Like, could I run to the, could I run faster and climb faster than they can? Um, not significantly. Okay. okay. I mean, you might, if there were a situation where, um, uh, let me see here. So I guess if I, foreign, like, if, Commander if, Gannon has a fitness of 10, yeah. and you also have a fitness of 10. Okay. Yeah. So, I, never mind. That, that doesn't matter then. Um, you said earlier that uh, force fields were holding, uh, and emergency bulkheads and force fields were holding, right? For the moment, yes. But right. because with main power offline, it's a precarious situation there, where time right. would be out of the essence. All right, let's let's stop by section deck ten, section twenty-five on our way to engineering, and just make sure that the ship's not about to blow up. So we make our way there. Okay. I would like everyone who's going to descend the turbo shaft to make a roll. You're going to have to give me a difficulty two, um, fitness. Plus security roll as you literally go hand over hand down these rungs down lower into the ship where where all the trouble is. 
uh, rolling a d20 or each of you will roll you've got uh, two points of momentum at your disposal each of you will, will roll two d20s unless you buy additional ones um, for you commander Gannon this is going to be fitness plus security for you that is a target number of 11 so you'll, you'll want an 11 or lower on your d20s you'll need two successes otherwise something bad is going to happen I did not get two successes okay should we determine uh, should we determine descending order? Is it just like a ladder and a Jeffrey tube kind of thing? Or a turbo yes. Staff? Yes. Um, do you guys want to, before we start saying how people are going to fall, should we, or whatever, <laughs> should we figure out who's, you know, who's on first? Sure. Um, I, like if we're heading now. towards deck 10, right? So it's, it's possibly people are hurt. I'll go. I mean, if it's okay with you, I'll go first. Um, I think, yeah, fine, sure. Does anybody have bold as like a thing for their values or whatever? Because that seems like who probably. No. <laughs> well, I have bold command. You can go first if you want. Yeah, I think I think that first officer would go first. Like, um, I'm, I'll I'm back thinking, you up. Yeah, yeah. I think I'll go first. I rolled my t my two d20s. I have a seventeen and a nineteen. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so. Uh, <laughs> As the gallant Commander Gannon descends the turbo shaft first, uh, the ship starts to rock uh, like, like aftershocks. Nothing nearly as violent as the first incident. Um, but it is enough to delay the three of you as you descend to deck 10. Um, you're not going to take any damage. You didn't fall off, but it's sort of like a success with cost here. Um, you had to take your time going down the shaft, and that delay is, is going to create a, a worse crisis when you finally arrive on deck 10. <clears throat> so when you get there, because it took you so long to descend the turbo shaft, when you get to deck 10, you can see that the corridors are starting to fill with smoke. There's only emergency lighting. It's very hard to see anything. Um, and someone is going to need to restart the fire suppression system here. All right, well, I can dig into that. Sounds like a good chief engineer thing to do. Yeah. So to do that, to do that, you're going to have to go down this corridor into a, a control room. Um, anyone who, who makes this journey is going to have to make some rolls. Uh, will all three of you attempt to make it, or just the one who's going to try and make the repairs? I think the three uh, of us should go. Well, um, just to check... Like it's like a perception test or whatever. There's no no hurt people, no nothing around me. Us, it's just uh, corridor with smoke. Correct. Correct. You haven't okay. seen anyone yeah. yet. Then let's go. All right. Um, yeah. Let's uh, let's make our way through the corridor here. What's the what's the number that we're looking for? So, as anyone who's going to try and make it down this smoky corridor is going to have to make uh, a fitness plus. So I'll tell you what, you can get if if you're just going to try and like tough it out with like physical endurance as you as you try to make it down this smoky, uh, dark corridor, you're gonna have to give me a fitness plus security roll with a difficulty of two. If you if, if you have another solution about how you might be able to make this journey to get to the control room, I would be willing to to listen to your ideas. Um well the Jeffrey's tubes go behind all corridors so if there's smoke in the corridors we probably shouldn't be going into the corridors but we can continue in the jeffrey's tubes to the access panel behind fire suppression control 
Yeah, is it a little yes. like um, civil defense? You got you know you, you put your things on your hands and you crawl yeah. like around. Uh, you know. Well, no, that that would be like a, an access hatch or something. Uh. I, I'm saying like like similar, but just any time that they went through the the Jeffrey's tubes, you know, besides for when things were on fire. Aaron, do you Are, uh, is so there you an have... access hatch in fire suppression control? Yes, absolutely, there would be. All right, so I think the most logical choice would be to continue in the Jeffries tubes to the access patch or access panel behind um, environmental control. And who says okay. you're a child savage like race? Not this guy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, whatever. I'm going to get this. My baby's got a tummy ache. we got to fix this here. So, uh, All right, so who's ducking, who, who, everyone is ducking into the, the Jeffries tubes to crawl to the control room? Oh, yeah, yeah, we'll go as a game. Yeah. We'll, we'll go D and D style. Yeah. All right. We'll go three Stooges style. <laughs> in, in the D and D spirit, give me a marching order. Then who's going first? Uh, I think Lieutenant Commander Glashes. Okay. The, the intrepid engineer. The three of you duck into this um, cramped Jeffrey's tube, and you start making your way in the direction you know you need to go to get to the control room. I'm going to make my first threat spend of the evening as you make it several meters down this Jeffrey's tube. I'm going to spend two points of my, my six points of threat as suddenly there is a, a plasma fire that erupts right over your head, uh, Lieutenant Commander Glash. Okay. And so I'm going to, as uh, this, this green rippling energy ignites above your head, I'm going to need you to give me well, tell me how you respond. How does I hit the uh, deck? <laughs> yeah, I go. I go prone to hit the deck. Uh, so can, I, can... can I reach for the fire suppression weapon thing, smoke filter? <laughs> yes, you can. I'm going to allow you to make that roll in just a moment, uh, Lieutenant Commander Glash. Give me a control. You can give me a, either control or daring plus security. This is going to be difficulty two to see if you are able to successfully hit the deck, go flat prone on your, on your face quick enough to avoid any damage from this plasma igniting above you. Sure. Well, um, I'm not very daring, so I'm going to probably control, uh, control and security. And I need how many successes? Two successes. Two successes. Hmm. And you have two points of momentum. Yeah. Um, well, we'd hate for anything to happen to our chief engineering officer, so let's spend a point of momentum on that to add a die. Okay. So I'm going to roll three die. Oh, boy. Uh -huh. The smell of bacon fills the uh -huh. Jeffries tube. I got, uh, I got one success. Okay. One is not enough. So you're going to, uh, you, correct, you do not hit the deck quite fast enough as this plasma ignites right over your head. You're going to take some damage. Uh, and actually, not very much. You're going to take three points of stress damage okay. uh, as you feel the, the flame on, on your back and the back of your neck. So mark off on your stress. You should have a number of stress equal to, I think, fitness plus security. Right. And mark off three points there. Okay. And Commander Gannon, you're you're right behind Lieutenant Commander Glash, and you said you're going to try and uh, try and shut down this this plasma manifold. Yeah. Uh, give me 
This is going to be, uh, you can give me either daring or control plus engineering, and it's going to be difficulty two. Okay, so daring plus engineering, uh, or daring plus, con or control plus engineering. Both are the same, so it's 13. Uh, so I need to get a two or lower, is that what you're saying? You need to get, you're going to roll two d20s, and you're going to get, you're going to want a 13 or lower. And you've got one point of momentum, which you could use to buy an extra d20 if you like. I won't. I rolled a five and an eight. Okay, excellent. You get your two successes, and thinking quickly, uh, Grace under pressure, you are able to shut down the, the plasma lady. <laughs> and it's once again safe to traverse the um, Jeffrey's tube. Uh, Dr. Takara, can you please uh, assist our chief engineer? Of course. Um, I attend to the chief engineer, and I try to do some first aid for him. Yeah, as you examine his injuries, you kind of huddle together in the Jeffrey's tube. You you see that he has not suffered an injury uh, to, to keep him from performing his duties. Uh, stress is really kind of... Um, abstract in the game so as long as you're not injured you can continue to operate as normal to, to like completely restore all of his stress you need to get him back to sick bay under um you know normal circumstances where you'd have access to all of your medical equipment right Good. um okay so we're, we're huddled in the jeffrey's tube still um yep. can we uh do you think we should uh commander glass are you feeling up to trying to continue our trek to the environmental control? Well, my lush, beautiful eyebrows are gone, but yeah, I'm willing to take a <laughs> shot at it. Okay, uh, after this, I'll, I'll treat you to a, a, a drink in 10 forward. Ah, yes, a little vino. All right, so I continue on to complete this, this mission here. Yes, sir. So you guys make it to the end of the Jeffrey's tube without further crises. Um, when you get to the control room, you see that it is also it's filled with smoke, much like the corridor outside. Um, you see that there's a control panel where you can reactivate the fire suppression system. You also see that there's an Andorian security officer who appears to have been trying to, to do what you're doing, to reactivate the fire suppression, uh, but has looks like this person suffered from smoke inhalation and is sprawled out on the deck. Uh, conscious or unconscious? They're not moving or making okay. any sounds. Um, we are. It, it says in our equipment that we all have tricorders, right? Yes. Yep. Can you, uh, Dr. Takara, check in for life signs with your tricorder? Uh, yes, I immediately attend to ascertain and triage. Yeah, that doesn't require a role. You are a, a medical professional. You flip open your medical tricorder and you realize this person is clinging to life, but they, they are alive. The Andorian is uh, on death's door, but you have a chance to stabilize her. Okay. Uh, and he was she was trying to reset the fire suppression control in the room, but it looks like, and I, I assume that Dr. Takara is confirming that uh, she's passed out because of CO2 poisoning. Correct. Um, so um, you said it was, a, it was like a difficulty zero thing to stabilize, or they were already stabilized? To, to examine her was difficulty zero. To stabilize her, it's going to be a difficulty one um, daring plus medicine roll. And so Hold on, one you. Don't re-roll anything. We're still in the Jeffrey's tube. The door's open to the environmental control room. 
and she's in the environmental control room? Correct. Okay, is there a panel inside the Jeffries tube that we can use to vent the control room? You're going to have to go into the control room to do that. Okay. Um, Commander Gorsh, can you use your tricorder, or both of you use tricorders, to find out if there is any noxious chemicals in the control room? Uh, yeah, I can do that. Okay. Give me a difficulty one. Uh, reason, you can use science or engineering to do like a, a gaseous analysis of the control room. All right. Well, I'll use engineering. <clears throat> so my reason is 12. My engineering is 5. So 17. And I've just one success? Yep. Okay. One difficulty one. I think I can probably handle this. Yep, I got a 12, so one success. Okay, you ascertain that this is, um, I mean, this is smoke. It, it is toxic. Uh, you think that um, you're going to have a, a few seconds. I mean, if you hold your breath, you, you'll be able to get in there and take an action or two before you start really taking damage from the smoke. Okay. It's not right. going to kill you instantly. Is this one of those situations where Dr. Takara's superior Vulcan physiology... Could be helpful, as we've seen from Commander Tuvok. Yes. Um, yes, I think that's an, an excellent idea. Uh, be because of your Vulcan physiology, Dr. Takara, you will not suffer. You, you're, you will have um, less difficulty in staying conscious inside the, in the smoky control room. Dr. Takara, please enter the smoky control room and vent environmental controls to get all of the toxic chemicals out of the control room so Commander Gorsh and I can enter. Understood, sir. Um, I leap in. I get to the control room. I'm fiddling with uh, Lacars. Okay. Which is the French version of Elkars. <laughs> <laughs> I knew exactly what you meant. Uh, it's going to be a difficulty two. Um, Engineer, I'm sorry, uh, reason plus engineering or con, your choice, to um, activate the controls for the fire suppression system and to vent the room. Sorry, con. quick question yeah. before we roll anything. Sure. Uh, it, are our comm badges working? Uh, no, internal communications are down right now. Fred, okay. where was that drink? I've got it. just pulled above my head. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, it was, it was super cool. I just thought you were pulling it from the ether, and I wish I, I, I had. I would hate to knock over my drink onto my laptop, so I always keep it up here on the shelf. Stopping Dang, drink gives you plus zero plus three in Magic World. That's what it does. <laughs> um, uh, okay. I'm definitely going with Khan. I'm not quite the. I didn't take that learning annex. Uh, uh, engineering thing. So reason. Well, I'm plus wondering if I'm wondering if Commander Gorsh can walk you through it if you can hear our voices. Yes, absolutely. So yes, it, I think that's a great idea. Um, Lieutenant Commander Gorsh. Well, I'm sorry. Is that Glash. the Glash. You can you can assist um, because if you are speaking, if you're kind of walking the doctor through it, it's going to be. Um, Presence plus engineering, and you will just roll one d d twenty. Okay. I also have um, collaboration as a talent. Uh, whenever an ally attempts oh. a task using engineering, you can spend one momentum to allow them to use my score for that discipline. You um, can certainly do that. However, you do not have any momentum right now, but 
you can substitute that by paying me a point of threat. That's the same thing. Ooh, I think we'll just, I'll just assist him regular. Yeah, I think that's a good <laughs> So presence plus engineering? Yes. And I roll. And you just roll a 1d20 to assist. Okay, so I need a 12. And I got a 7. Okay, so there's one success. Push the uh, big Aaron, red go button. Ahead and roll for me. <laughs> uh, my turn, correct? Yes. So you've got one success already. And for you, it's going to be reason plus con. And you just need one additional success. I have rolled a 10 and a 19. While acerbic, your tone in your assistance was needed. That's awesome. So you guys got the two successes you needed. The fire suppression system whirs to life and immediately starts venting the smoke, not only in the control room, but in the surrounding uh, uh, rooms and, and deck as cool. well. All right, excellent. Success. All right, so we can now enter the main hallway and check on the emergency bulkheads and force fields. Uh, yes, you can, Commander, absolutely. As the doctor completes his task and, and reactivates the fire suppression system, you hear a, a kind of a whimper from the Andorian security officer still on the deck. Uh, Dr. Sagara, can you please take care of uh, crewman Chelp? Acknowledged. Do the roll now, or do you want to declare for everybody? Or nope. Go ahead, Dr. Sagara. This is going to be a daring plus medicine roll with a difficulty of one to stabilize the security officer. Uh, other, and if you fail... She, you know, she doesn't have much time, so there will be consequences if you fail this roll. Uh, you don't have any momentum, but you can pay me threat to get additional dice if you like. I have uh, talent in field medicine. Does that affect this at all? Uh, or is it literally medicine. only in fields? Field just means that you do not suffer. Uh, I can look it up exactly here. I wrote it down. Uh, field medicine. Ignore any difficulty increase for not having the proper tools or equipment. Oh, that's right. It's like a feed. So that, that's right. So uh, that okay, so um, this might be my only way to swing for the fences. Twelve is better than. That's about twenty-five percent chance. Okay. Um, I don't want to increase the threat yet. Okay. Is she wearing a red shirt? <laughs> she would be a pisser of the original series. She's got a gold yeah. uniform. she's scared of gold. All right, here we go. Dang! A one and a two, and if you want, I'll swing the camera around and show you. <laughs> <laughs> I believe you, man. So that has three successes. You only needed one. So you generate two points of momentum, which is now in your bank. And by the way, you can have a maximum of six in your bank. Got um, it. And, and you are able to stabilize the, the security officer. She's not going to die. Are any of the computer controls working in this room? Uh, they have some auxiliary power. You're not going to be able to get a whole lot out of them. Any access to internal or external sensors? No, not yet. Uh, Commander. Any access? Sorry? Commander, uh, I feel it's important to point out that I, I should probably get to chief or to main engineering as, as quick as possible. Toot sweet. All right. Let's investigate the bulkheads on this deck and then head to engineering. Yeah, go ahead and, uh, Commander Gannon, give me a, um, either, give me an insight plus, actually all three of you can give me an insight plus engineering difficulty of one as you guys fan out around the deck to inspect the damage. Uh, both die, correct? Always yep. typically roll both die. 
I got one success. Casey struck out over here. Okay, one success from the engineer. I got ten. I'm sorry, can you say that again? I got a nine and a ten. Okay, I think you needed a 13. So those are both successes. So you, gener you guys uh, generate one point of momentum between the two of you who had successes. And you both feel pretty secure that uh, activating the fire suppression system has diffused the crisis, at least on, on deck 10, section 25. All right, let's hightail it to engineering. So when you get to engineering, um, Aaron, what, what was the project you said uh, Lieutenant Commander Glash was working on that he, he was anxious to get back to engineering for? We were working to increase the efficiency of the cooling uh, system for the uh, warp drive. Yeah. So when you get to main engineering, um, you see that there are uh, several uh, dead officers. There's nothing you're going to be able Frank, to do for them. Sue, no. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're on your team. Um, and, and the, um, the blast doors have lowered, uh, which suggests to you that, that maybe while they were working on that coolant system, there's, there's perhaps a coolant leak inside Ooh. main engine. <laughs> yeah. and, they, and they hadn't practiced the Geordie roll to get under the door, so they just bumped, right. <laughs> bumped into the door. Exactly. <laughs> Please don't tell me that we're about 15 minutes from a warp core breach. Yeah, basically. There's nothing you can do. <laughs> Um, well, okay, so we got dead people, uh, and the blast doors are down, so can we access main engineering? Uh, yes, you can. Um, as you start, um, pushing, tapping some buttons on one of the, the panels outside of main engineering, it looks like, um, the, the coolant leak has subsided, but the warp core is, is basically shut down, and you're going to have to go back in there and, and, um, do some pretty serious engineering to restore power to the ship. Okay. Um, well, we're going to have to do that. I just know I'm going to get blamed for the coolant leak thing, but uh, we'll worry about that later. So um, I'm uh, fairly skilled uh, in engineering-wise, but I assume that I'm going to need to use uh, the other officers here to say, like, you hold that thing down while you turn that thing, and then I'll do this, and we can all work together, right? Well, luckily, I am also skilled in engineering. Oh, great. Okay, so uh, let's um, let's do that. So can we, um, can I, am I just assuming that the coolant leak is, uh, or the uh, cooling system is, is the problem here, or uh, do I need to try to run a diagnostic or um, ascertain, you know, what the, what the problem is? So you've got a tricorder that you could use to scan on the other side of the doors if you want. Sure. Give me um, a reason plus engineering role with a difficulty of one. Okay, I got two successes. Okay, so you generate the point of momentum. You now have four in your pool. And you think that the, the coolant leak has subsided enough that you can re-enter engineering safely. It looks like the warp core is totally cold, um, but you don't think it's going to be hazardous for you guys to go in there. It looks like there are no other life signs in engineering Okay, as well. all right. Um, can we uh, get the door open? Uh, I mean, if it's not powered, is there a manual like release type thing? Yeah. Okay. Yep. There's a manual release. You're, you're able to uh, pull a lever, and you can you hear the locks kind of clicking out of place, and you're able to, to lift it up manually if you like. Okay. Uh, let's let's uh, let's get in there, and um, 
in the warp core we see it it's just off dead it is dark yep it's dark in engineering almost no you know there's there's just emergency lighting and a couple of auxiliary panels lit up and the warp core is completely dark and silent i guess i'll go into um jordy's office the little room that's uh, you know on the side there by the warp core and we'll try to get the um the panels up and running so we can get more information Sure. I'm going to join uh, Commander Glosh. Uh, Dr. Takara, can you check on all the crew people, please? Of course. Um, so I make my way as fast as possible, triaging. Yeah, um, so as you do that, uh, Dr. Takara, you, you see that there are injured all over the ship. I mean, th this is like a catastrophe. You're an experienced officer. It's unlikely you've seen anything quite like this before. The, the dead and injured are is going to be pretty staggering. You're, you're sure that the venture is going to have to get back to a star base pretty quickly, uh, as soon as possible. Uh, I relay the gravity of the situation to my XO. Understood. Um, I am experienced in warp field mechanics, so uh, Commander Glosh, as you are trying to get the warp core online, I'm going to monitor the warp field and see if it is attracting anything towards the ships. I assume by getting the warp core back online, we will have sensors. Yes, you will. Okay, so, so I'll uh, um, I'll monitor the warp field. Uh, Dr. Takara, can you actually monitor the sensors as they come online and see if there's anything outside the ship? Uh, there's nobody I need to stabilize currently, correct? Or... Yeah, correct. Yeah, so then I... Um, I do so. I'm not the greatest engineer, but yes, I'm monitoring all incoming readings. Well, would, okay. would sensors be under engineering, or would that be under... Um, yes, if, if you're monitoring sensors, it's probably either going to be control or reason plus con. Right. So con. what I'm saying is for Dr. Takara, engineering is only a one, but con is a three. Uh, so, yes, I feel quite capable of performing the duties as assigned to me. Excellent. Okay, so I'm going to... Um try to get this uh, panel back online and figure out what's wrong with the warp drive. Um, so I'm going to apply my talent. Uh, I know my ship, uh, which adds a bonus D20, determining the source of technical problem. And then I have a focus uh, in warp drive. So I presume that that will uh, increase my uh, critical range as well. A absolutely. So give me, um, this, this will be a reason plus engineering with difficulty too. Okay. I'd like to assist him. Because I have talents, technical expertise, and cautious sure. engineering. Okay, so you can roll. You roll your one d twenty, and um, Josh, you'll roll one d twenty, and that'll be a reason plus engineering roll. And uh, Aaron, I think you'll roll like three d twenties because of your talent. Right, and my diffi Excellent. difficulty number is seventeen. And eleven. And I got, <laughs> I got an eighteen, but I also got a one and a two. So okay. I got four okay. successes plus yes. yours. Good. This panel is on. <laughs> yes. So you guys have maxed out your um, your momentum pool, and you're able to redirect some of the emergency power back into engineering to fire up some of the computer panels, Aaron. And you deduce pretty quickly that you're going to need to do basically a cold restart of the warp core if you want to. <laughs> it's never been done. Your main power. 
Okay. <laughs> it's, it's been done, but it's, it's going to take some work here. This is going to be what's called an extended task in the rules, which basically means you're going to um, first you roll the task to determine if you if you make any kind of success. Right. And then you're going to basically like roll damage to determine just how successful you are. Okay. This is going to be a several step process. Okay. Is that just um, Commander Glosh or am I helping with that? You can certainly help him. One of you may assist, yes. I'm going to assist. Okay, how, how are you going to assist, Commander? Are you going to be, like, doing actual engineering, pressing buttons, or are you going to be kind of, like, supervising? Actual engineering, pressing buttons. Excellent. Okay, then you'll both be doing either reason or control plus engineering. And the first task is going to be um, base difficulty of two. 13. So my control plus engineering, 13. So I roll two and I need... So you're, you're assisting, so you just roll 1d20 in this case. Oh, God. 12. And we need two successes, you said. Okay, so let's see. Yeah. Uh, no, reason and engineering is 17. We're maxed on momentum if you guys want to blow one. I don't know. Mm, okay. Well, hopefully I won't blow these rolls, but... Uh, I got a 10 and an 11, so two successes. Okay. Uh, total of so, three successes. Yes, and you only needed two. So your your first task is a, a, a success. Now we will determine just how successful you are. Um, Aaron, I need you to roll. And this You're going to roll D6s this time. Okay. And you're going to roll a number of them equal to two plus the discipline you just used, which is engineering. So you're, you're going to roll five D, I'm sorry, seven D6s. Whoa, okay. Tell me what you get. Uh, well, you're not going to add them up. This is, gets kind of complicated. Okay. Just roll, roll your D6s. Uh, I got three ones, one, two, uh, sorry, two twos, a three, and a five. Okay, so get rid of the three. You, got, you said how many twos? Two twos. Okay, and how many ones? Three ones. Okay, and then uh, how many fives and sixes? One five. One five. Okay, so that is a total of eight points, and I'm going to there's a I'm going to reduce that by two for the resistance of the task. So you get a total of oh, I, six. I should mention that um, I have, whenever I succeed at a task using reason or control as part of a, an extended task, I can ignore up to two resistances for every effect roll. Yes. Okay. That definitely, that applies for exactly this situation. So there is no resistance on this task. You resistance get, is, is futile. Oh, yeah, futile, right. <laughs> so you uh, take eight points off the work track, which is enough to get you your first breakthrough. Um, and you align the injector ports, Aaron. So way to go. Nice. That's the first step. You have to do this all over again. Uh-oh. So exact same uh, situation here? Exact same situation. It's going to be reason plus engineering, and uh, Josh can assist by rolling one D20. Uh, I mean, and if we're maxed on momentum, yeah, let's just I'll just spend a momentum here. Yeah, that's okay. a good idea. So another three dice at 17 difficulty. 
Uh, and that was a good choice, I guess, because I got a I got a seven and a thirteen, and I got a twenty. Is a twenty a, a, anything? A twenty is something. Oh, great. A twenty is a complication. Okay, cool. Uh, which I will get to in a minute. But you got your two successes. Yes. yes? Okay. And Josh, roll your d twenty and see if you I get your success. I'm sorry. I got ten. I got ten. Okay, so you get your success. Okay. So you get a point of momentum back. So you're still at six. Uh, and you rolled a um, complication. In this case, I will rule that uh, your um, your talent that allows you to ignore the resistance of this task is canceled out for this particular roll. Okay. So you're going to roll your seven d6s again. This time, there will be resistance on the roll. Uh, not so futile. I got, let's see, one... So here's the breakdown. I got one, one, uh, three threes, two fours, and a six. Okay. So I hate to tell you, the threes and fours are like neutral. They're nothing. So get rid of your threes and fours. Okay. And you got a, a one, and then what else? One and a six. One and a six. Okay. So that's only, uh, that's two points basically off the work track, but the resistance is two this time. So you, uh, for, for some reason, um, the next breakthrough you need just doesn't happen here. I'm looking at my notes. Um, so you're trying to work out the intermix formula to get this warp core back online, and the math is just not quite adding up, so you're going to need to try again. Okay. Um, let's see here. I guess we'll just try it again. I wonder if I should be... Do, do my any of my focuses apply here? Um Power systems, warp drive. Uh, oh, yeah. Warp drive. Warp drive will apply. Okay. I'll remember that this time. Uh, let's add another momentum again and roll our three die. Okay. Josh, you roll one. And, yeah, I'll take the assistance if you got it here. Seven. Uh, I got three successes, a nine, ten, and a fifteen. Max out your uh, momentum once again. Roll your 76s this time. So you guys are like out working furiously in the darkened uh, engineering, main engineering section, trying to get this intermix formula worked out. Math is just like coming together. Do all Aaron ask a question out of game? Sure. So I see on Aaron's uh, uh, sheet. Uh, where it shows talents, it shows intense scrutiny. I know my ship, technical expertise, and collaboration. On um, both of ours, it just says bold command, cautious engineering, dauntless technical expertise, and on the doctors, field medicine, bold medicine, collaboration medicine, and veteran. So, are we missing something from our sheets that I? Just you're just missing the description of the talents, which I have right in front of me. Is there? So you're for bold with command when attempting a task using the command discipline and you pay threat, you can re-roll a single D20. Um, okay. Uh, and cautious engineering? Cautious allows you to, to kind of transfer. Or when you attempt a task using the engineering discipline and you buy additional D20s by spending momentum, you may re-roll one D20 in your dice pool. Okay. Now, the fact that I'm helping with this mission... Is that counting as me participating in this? If we needed to respin? 
only if you if you so you're you're assisting so you cannot buy additional d20s so that yep. talent does not apply to the situation all right dauntless dauntless whenever you attempt a task to resist being intimidated or threatened you can add a bonus d20 to your dice pool okay and technical expertise Whenever you attempt a task assisted by the ship's computers or sensors, you may re-roll one d20, which may be Got the it. ship's d20. But because the ship's power is down, that d doesn't apply here either. Yeah, I really want that, uh, that those sensors back online. You bet. Uh, Aaron, did you roll your d6s? I did. Um, is my intense scrutiny talent still uh, negated for this section? No. Nope, it's back in effect for okay. this roll. Okay, right, I'm going to need it. Uh, I got two ones. Uh, I got a three... A five and three sixes. This would be a great D and D damage roll. Okay, so that is a total of six points off the work track, and there's no resistance this time. Oh, okay. Uh, so six plus your previous one was eight. So that is a total of fourteen. Okay, so because you got more than five, that's that's one breakthrough. You get an additional breakthrough because you just got through the entire work track of this extended task. Okay. So you just achieved two breakthroughs. Not only do you optimize the intermix formula, but you are able to initialize the warp core. And so the, the engine hums back to life and starts beating like the heart of the starship that it is. There she is. Lights come on all over engineering and the control panels light up. Do I see any um, anomalous readings now that the warp core is back online? Uh, give me... Um, Reason plus con, difficulty of one. As I'm sorry, reason the plus panel you've been, uh, Reason plus con, difficulty one. As the control panel you've been monitoring suddenly lights up. Um, we're maxed on. Yes. We're maxed up, right? I'll, I'll spend one, please. Okay. So that's the first two, which is a 12 and a 6. And then because I spent one... An eight. Does the ship's talent of uh, advanced sensor suites apply in this uh, situation? Um, let me what, read what it says. Oh, no, that's that's already baked into the, the sensor score of the... Um, I see, okay. ...of the system. But uh, you, get, you, you, you get your point of momentum back, and you do not detect... You are sure that you do not detect any more shockwaves like the one that disabled your ship if you would like to spend an additional one of your points of momentum you might be able to ascertain additional information if you like i feel like we're pretty topped off right so might as well yes yeah. all right spending okay. so down to five so, you, so first of all you 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 scan the nebula around you you don't detect any additional shockwaves then you access the internal sensors and you come up with something pretty interesting um Life more. It would be intruder alert, isn't it? You precious little There life. is unauthorized data breach of, of the main computer core. To investigate, you'll have to go to the computer access room. Uh, right. Where is the computer access room? To where we are? Do uh, I know that? A short turbo lift, right? Okay. Short turbo. Which, okay. Uh, which do does work now? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, do I we have. Intraship communications now? Um, you do, yes. Okay. So uh, first I call for intruder alert. General quarters. 
Um, I informed the crew of our status and situation that Captain Ramirez has passed. I have taken command. Um, I order any security personnel to computer control, and we make our way to computer control. It, now that now that the warp core is up and running, it, you know, is there any any uh, lingering problems that I need to deal with, or is this like you know the head surgeon does the work and it's like close it up for me, kind of hand it off to my to my crew? Uh, in, in this situation, you can hand it off. You you know that the ship is going to require some heavy duty repairs over the, probably that's it's going to take days okay. you know, to get the ship really moving again. But this seems like a crisis that the chief engineer might also investigate. Okay. Cool. Right. Uh, You're handing out the Munas. Yeah, so we we make our way to computer control by way of a weapons locker, since none of us are wearing phasers right now. So it's just assumed that, that uh, you guys have access to all of your standard equipment, which includes uh, hand phasers. All right, we make our way to uh, computer control. Have any of our additional crew members met up at computer control? No, unfortunately, because of the the damaged nature of the ship right now, all of the um, security personnel are you know tending to wounded, helping people in, in jams. Uh, it looks like you're you're going to be the only ones arriving at least for a few minutes. All right, as we approach, um, I'd like to do a scan of my tricorder for life signs. You bet. Give me. Um, this is going to be difficulty two. And it's going to be reason plus science. As you approach the, the closed doors to the computer access room, and you flip open your tricorder to scan what's on the other side. I'd like to assist with my medical tricorder. Sure. Uh, make the same roll, but uh, you just roll 1d20. Uh, I have two successful. Five. Uh, I'm sorry, what was the count? It was reason plus science. Science. Reason plus science, yes. Uh, 13 out of 15, yes, success. Okay, so you get your point of momentum back. You, you, you're maxed out, you're at six. And the both of you, as you near the door, you're scanning your tricorder readings. You see that there are indeed humanoid life signs on the other side. However, they're somewhat obscured. You suspect that there's some kind of um, energy field, some kind of dampening field on the other side of that door, uh, perhaps something that might tra uh, inhibit transporters. Hmm. Okay. Um, do we have... We, we can tell that they're humanoids, but we have no idea about species. Do you want to spend a point of momentum to zero in a little bit more on your readings? Yes, I do. Okay. Uh, you have... As a, a, an executive officer, you would probably read a lot of reports from Starfleet Security. And so you know that um, you know maybe there is some... Uh, syndicate activity in the Shackleton Expanse, and these life signs read to you like Orion. Okay. Orions are known for aggression. They're known for criminal activity. Um, so we need to be very cautious. Obviously, this field is going to prevent us from beaming people out. Do we have a, the amount of life signs? Uh, difficult to ascertain specifically, but like you know, let fewer than like six. Have environmental controls fully been restored? Um, yes. Uh, <laughs> you want them? You want them unrestored? <laughs> no, no, no. Anesthesine <laughs> gas? That's right. 
Nerzine I was actually going to use. Oh. Nerzine gas. It seems to be more more effective. Uh, computer flood computer control with Nerzine gas. There is a, a like a chime that sounds, and the uh, Major Barrett's voice says uh, acknowledged. Okay, um, we wait a couple seconds, and I want to use my tricorder again. Okay. Uh, I, I won't make you roll for it this time because you, you just completed the task. Uh, it looks like very little has changed on the other side of the door. You're reading a handful of Orion life signs. Okay, so and an energy gas, and now they're probably pissed. <laughs> Officers, suggestions. Hmm. I could try to, I don't know what they're after. Um, you know, we could try to access the computer from out here and see, you know, what they're going after and, and, and uh, where they are in the process. Um, I could also try to cut power to the um, to the computer room. Um, I mean, we got phasers. Um, those are things I can think of. I think without I think without knowing how many Orions we're up against, and there's only three of us, and the ship's in a critical situation, risking an armed conflict immediately may not be our, our best course of action. Oh, thank um, God. Interstellar <laughs> affairs are actually one of my focuses. Mm. Um, and as you said earlier, I have been reading about the syndicate activity. Um, intraship communication has been restored, as you said. I'd like to contact the Orions and find out what they want and remind them that they've invaded a Federation starship. Okay. So you're going to activate the, the comm system and try to talk with them? Yeah. This is Commander Gannon of the USS Venture. You have illegally entered an, an unauthorized section of the Federation starship. State your intent. So as you are, uh, you, you activate the comm panel on the, the computer, the console on the corridor. And as you're speaking, the doors swish open and a muscular, uh, shaved, bald-headed, green-skinned guy about six and a half feet tall rushes out with disruptors uh, at the ready. And it looks like uh, he's yelling over his shoulder. He's like, we've been found out. We need to make a break for it. Um, I assume an attack position, draw my phaser, and fire. Okay. So this is a combat situation. Let's get to know the combat rules. Um, during your turn in combat, you can attempt one task and you also get uh, what they call like a, a minor action or a free action. Usually that, that might be like a little bit of movement, but it can also um, aim, if you aim your, if you say you're going to take aim with your phaser, that allows you to re-roll one of your D20s if one of them doesn't roll well. Uh, with your phasers, you also have the ability to charge them. You can use the prepare minor action to charge your phaser, which allows you to um, activate different qualities, which I can pull up here in just a moment um, is a widespread beam one of the different activities it is an area area is one of them you can also make it intense which makes it harder to avoid an injury you can also make your phaser uh give it the piercing quality which uh, makes it more likely to cut through armor you can also use the vicious quality which which just does more damage are the ends armored they are not armored in fact um, you know, they're wearing like like vests, but their arms uh, and most of their chests are bare. You, these guys are like an exquisite shape. 
Enterprise Orions, essentially. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, Commander Gorsh, let's take an aggressive or a defensive stance um, while Dr. Takara charges for a widespread beam attack after our first volley. Okay. So, what, so it's assumed that in, in the initiative order, the, one of the player characters will act first. Who wants to, to take the first action here? Any of you can. Uh, I guess it'll be me. I was the one to start this whole. All right. So, Commander Gannon, what do you do? Um, I can. Uh, sorry, I'm looking. Weapons, phaser type 2, charge. I also have unarmed strike, knockdown. Um, I want to protect my crew. That's one of my uh, values. So I want to make sure that I put position myself between my crew and the Orions. Um, and I just want to fire my phaser at the closest Orion charging us. Yeah, so one of the Orions comes charging out of the computer control room into the middle of the corridor. And you and you gallantly step in front of your crew so they're behind you. And he's going to try and make a break for it down the corridor. You, you raise your phaser and fire. So I need you to give me... Um, do you want to take the? Do, do you want to do something to change the the way your phaser works, or do you want to take the aim free action? I want to take the aim free action. Okay. So I need you to give me a control plus security roll. This will be a difficulty of two. Uh, so twelve. So I need to roll two d twelve just to make sure I understand it. Roll two d twenties and want to come under twelve, right? Uh, yes, each two or less than twelve. You have uh, five points of momentum at your disposal, which you could use to get. Well, you could spend three of those points and get two additional d20s on this roll to roll a total of four. Uh, I don't think I need to. Uh, okay. In fairness, I already clicked the button on my phone twice, so I, I got. <laughs> uh, I, I got a nine and an eleven, so success. Okay. Okay, um, so presumably, you know, we're in the corridor outside of this, uh, the computer room, uh, the doors are open. So I'm going to um, move to the one side of uh, the doors, basically, to get cover from the guys inside in case they shoot out. Um, and is that is that just an action then, right? That's all I can do? That, that, is, that is, so just moving that distance is your minor action. So okay. you can still attempt attack. Like make an attack or fire your phaser or operate a computer terminal. Yeah, I'll try to shoot this next guy that's coming out. Okay, so you kind of uh, lurch past your the um, commander Gannon, who is standing in front of you, and you push yourself up against the, the door frame and whirl around, and you're going to fire your phaser. So this would be a difficulty two, um, control plus security roll. And you have three points of momentum at your disposal if you like if you'd like to use them. Okay. And I need how many successes? Two. Two? All right, I probably will use a point of momentum. Okay. And I need a ten or below. Uh ooh, I only got one success. So as you whirl around into the doorway to fire your phaser, one of the, the pirates is right there, and he, and he immediately uses his forearm to kind of uh, disrupt your shot. And so your phaser blast hits the ceiling harmlessly. There's now an Orion right in your face. Ah. Uh, Lieutenant Command. Okay. Gal Gorsh. Gosh, I keep forgetting. 
Glock. It's going to be his turn to act. Glash, yes. Lieutenant Commander Glash, you now have an Orion pirate directly in your face, and he's going to, uh, rather than fire his disruptor, he's going to make a physical attack against you. We can't so spend more momentum to... to move to keep on, on or no? No, you can only so you can only do that like once. Okay. And then and then the other you'll be able to do it again if you like after the Orion has a chance to act. Correct. Okay, so Aaron, I need you to give me a daring plus security roll and tell me how many successes you get. You can spend two points of momentum if you like to to get extra dice. Oh boy. I um, think we need Yeah, I'm probably gonna do that because this is that yeah. this is not my field of expertise here. Yeah, okay. But you do have the best unarmed strike out of all of us, I think. Oh no, we're all equal. Okay, so here's three die with a difficulty of ten. Oops, I dropped one die. Uh, <laughs> uh, I only got one under ten, so one success. Okay, so the Orion pirate got two successes. So he uh, charges into you, slams into you with his shoulder, and knocks you to the deck while simultaneously doing. Uh, uh, no, he does three more points of stress damage to you. So I was smoked, and now I'm sliced and ready to be served. And you sprawl out onto the deck, and there's a huge thud as you're now sprawled in the middle of the corridor. Um, that brings us to uh, the doctor. You now you see that uh, this Orion has basically tackled your comrade, and you have an opportunity to act. What do you do? Okay, OOC. So, do we have transporters available now? You do, but there is some kind of dampening device on this deck. Probably the whole the, deck. The computer okay. control room. Yeah, that's dis- okay. disrupting this general area. Hmm. Um, not just so yet. I, was, I, I thought it might have been central computer core, but it's the whole deck. If you um, like, you, you can attempt... You know, a transport. It's going to be a pretty difficult roll because of this this dampening field. Um, I am going to. So uh, just so I have the pic, like the the mind picture, like giant Orion on top, like standing right over like crumpled, uh, Tellarite uh, glosh. Yes. So and, I'm and going so... to rent, but. Like try to parkour underneath this, like this Orion, while dragging. I would rather get him out of the way than attack. Okay. So give me. This, that's going to be a. Uh, so it's either going to be a control or fitness, because control kind of uh, governs your agility. Fitness is like your strength and stamina, and. A secure, it's going to be control or fitness plus security to leap to your comrade's aid and pull him out of the way from this monstrous um, Orion. Um, roll. Say it again? I recommend yeah, I, I, I rec- uh, That's for sure. Uh, just asking the group, can I spend one of these boys? Uh, uh, momentum? Sure. You no longer have any momentum? You can't Wait, I I had pay two. threat if you want to. What do you think, boys? Oh, I boy. think that 
you have superior Vulcan physiology. Why? And, Clearly. Yes. <laughs> and you're going to be able to, I, I, I believe that you're going to be able to be successful. I'm not wild about giving the situation another threat right now. Um, At least while we're in the middle of combat. Can 11. I can I yeah, assist by you know trying to trip up the Tellarite or just sort of like you know trying to get to my feet uh, along with uh, his action? Sure. Am yeah. I able to assist? What do you what, over? I just 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 one character can assist it, uh, on it. any task. Uh, okay, so. So Aaron, uh, what's the uh, what's the attribute and discipline? What are you trying to do to assist? Oh, um, yeah, I'm tr- I guess I'm trying to kick out at the Orion to sort of put him off balance as uh, he tries to drag me away. Yeah, give me a daring plus security roll with a difficulty of one and tell me if you succeed. Okay. Orion got nards. <laughs> Orion got there. nards. <laughs> These ones might be in the knee as well. Wait, listen, super presumptuous of me. I apologize. <laughs> Well, um, I don't succeed. I just kind of flail uselessly oh. at him. So, so yeah, your ears are still ringing from that attack from the Orion, and you're not going to be much help here. Okay. So, um, the doctor can give me a difficulty two, either control or daring plus security roll to to pull his comrade out of harm's way. Um, control plus. Uh, security is 12. I rolled an 8 and a 9. Uh, so sweet. Well so you uh, dive into action and grab your comrade by the collar of his uniform and pull him out of the way and put yourself between uh, him and the Orion. So the three of you have acted in this round of combat. There are two more Orions who are going to act. Uh, one of them comes through the core or it comes through the, the threshold of the control room and he's going to make a physical attack against the doctor. So I need you to give me another daring plus security roll. Hachimachi, uh, two. Okay. Uh, daring plus security. Yep. That's, um, that's a whopping eight target number of which a 10 and a 13 do not succeed on. Okay, so the Orion charges at you and swings his big beefy fist at your jaw and connects, and there's a crack that fills the corridor. He does... um, He only does one point of stress damage. Must be due to your superior Vulcan physiology. The beefy fist? Actually, I'm a vegetarian, so... The like next Orion. Star Trek as much as I do. This is great. <laughs> the next Orion jumps out into the corridor and he levels his disruptor at the commander uh, who took out the the first Orion, and he fires his disruptor. Well, I'm still in my defensive stance, so I'm going yeah. to take my minor action to take an even better defensive stance. <laughs> <laughs> So that's not actually a rule. However, <laughs> you did take a defensive stance, creating a smaller target, and the disruptor blast uh, goes over your shoulder. You can feel the heat from the energy beam 
uh, but it just misses you and slams into the the bulkhead behind you. My eye. So that is the first round of combat. Uh, it is now back to any of you in the second round. Any of you can act first, and you see that there are still three Orions in this corridor now that you must deal with. Can I charge my phaser and do the widespread beam? You can. Which is what I so ordered Doctor Takara to do a while ago. <laughs> do no harm. This yeah, this is a swirling melee. Lots of mistakes were made. <laughs> so you take your minor action and you adjust the settings on your phaser to the area effect. And so this is going to be a difficulty two control plus security roll. Nine ten. Oof. Oof. Uh you said there's three? There are, yes, trying, there are three in the corridor. There are three in the corridor, and I'm trying to stun all three of them at once. And I need to get a 10, and I have two dies to do so. Team, do you think we should give them a threat at this point? Well, I yeah. mean, it could be fun. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, it's a threat, but we can get three guys in one shot here. So that's probably the way to go. All right, that's what we'll do. So I'm okay. going to roll three d20s. Yes, sir. You need two successes. All right. Here's the first one. Oh, 16. Six. Get a one, 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 one. Final one. We're in slow motion. <laughs> Adjusting the phaser. And it's a three. Yes. All right. Well done. So you uh, successfully attack. Now we're going to see how much damage you and how many of the Orions you hit in addition to the first one. So you need to roll D6s. How many do we say you do? Uh, you need to roll four D6s and tell me what you get on each one. Do any of my talents or anything else help me here? Um, no, I don't think so. No, and it would, they wouldn't help you on the damage roll anyway. I mean, you, you made a successful phaser attack. Now we just need to determine what kind of damage it does. Gotcha. So you need four D6s. One, two, yep. three, tell me, four. Tell me what you get in each one. One, four, okay. one, three. Okay, so you didn't roll any effects. So you do two points of stress damage to the first Orion and another one in uh, close range with him. So it's really just a glancing blow. They're both still on their feet. And now we have to move on to someone else's action, I guess? Or yeah. Uh, so basically, it'll be an Orion's turn unless you guys want to pay me two threat to, to retain the initiative. <laughs> I don't like that exchange rate. I think... Um... We should not do that. I tend to agree. Yeah. But he's been wounded more times than, you know, uh, a red shirt to give us an answer on this. <laughs> okay, so the, the Orion who is immediately in front of Dr. Takara is going to take another swing. Dr. Takara, please give me a daring plus security roll. And tell me how many successes you have. I rolled a 6 and a 15. The 6 beats my whopping 8 target number. Okay. One success. The Orion got 2. 
So once again, he swings with his other beefy fist, and there's another crack that resounds down the corridor. And he does, this time he's going to do a little more damage. He does five points of stress damage to you, Dr. Takara. Now this leaves you with an interesting decision to make, because any attack that does five or more points of damage causes an injury. However, you can avoid an injury. In this case, you can either pay me two threat to not take the injury, or you can take a complication. I think a complication. Or is this only the player that it's affecting can decide? So with a complication, it'd be like, this guy hit me in the head, so I've now suffered a concussion, so any actions that I take from now on will be one more step difficult. Hmm. I the alternative is give you threats. Yes, correct. Or, or, you can, or you can take the injury and not be in the fight anymore. So, okay, so, oh, and not be in the fight anymore. Okay, I'll take the concussion or whatever then. So I'll take the complication. Okay. Well, he's going to okay. roll what so, complication is. And that, that no, might... I, I, I don't have to roll it. Um, we'll mark the stress off your, your stress track. And then, yes, you, you feel like a ringing in your ears. You get like a weird taste in your mouth. Maybe some green blood starts to trickle down your nose. As Dr. Takara has suffered a head injury and will suffer a, a um, an additional step penalty to all difficulty until she... Uh, gets that injury taken care of in sick um, If I'm already like kind of laying down on the ground, I guess I'll just blast one of these guys and sure. use my uh, minor action to aim to, to get it right. Okay. So that, that's going to be a difficulty two control plus security, and you can re-roll one of your D20s uh, if you choose to. Right. Okay, uh, control and security is not high. It is a 10. And we'll re-roll, or so we'll roll our dice here. That one rolled off the table. Uh, I got a 2 and a 15, and I'll re-roll the 15. Come on. Piggy needs a new pair of shoes. Uh, I got another 2. So, two twos. Okay, well done. So, you uh, blast... One of the Orions with your phaser, you can roll damage. There'll be a number of D6s. Uh, let me find Lieutenant Commander. Uh, you'll roll three D6s. Okay. Uh, I got a two, a five, and a six. Okay. So that is a total of four points of damage and that will which uh which orion are you going were you going after one of the orions that uh took that area hit earlier um i just presumed i was shooting the guy who's uh who was beating up on the doctor yes that would be one of them okay so you take that orion out he awesome he falls down to the deck with a thud there are now just two orions left in the corridor um one of which will now act unless you want to keep the initiative on your side by paying me a threat. Do we know what threat we're at right now? Uh, I have one point of threat remaining. Okay. I, I, I think we do it. I think we do the threat. You think so? Yeah. Yeah, I think yeah. so. Yeah. Let's I concur. Finish this guy off. Yeah. Okay. So, like, we're, we're three uh, Starfleet officers. We should be able to take on five Orions. This is this is really. <laughs> cool. 
Dr. Takara, you hear the whine of a phaser, which blasts the Orion that you've been fighting with, and he falls to the deck. And so now you can see down the corridor, and you see two other Orions with their disruptors drawn backing away from you. What do you do? Um, through my muddied eye, like, f fuzzy... I aim for the one in the middle, so I'm going to minor action aim. Um, okay. And I will shoot at one. Okay. Because of your head injury, this will be a difficulty three roll. You want to buy additional dice. Three. Oh. Um, hmm. Otherwise, you'll have to hope for a critical success. Somewhere. The only way we can buy... Am I wrong? We're, we're tapped out, correct? Yeah. Correct. All right. Um, It'd be giving three threats, but... Like, total of three threats, but... Well, if you gave me if you gave me three, you'd get two extra dice. If you just gave me one threat, you'd get one extra dice. What I'm saying is you'd have a total of three threats. Yeah, we'd be yeah, correct. Three. Yeah. yeah. I think uh, that... Is this... Is, uh, tell me if this is metagame or not. What... I would know that this is, what, control and security? Yes. I mean, that's only a 12, guys. It's not, like, 15. That's what I'm saying. The extra threat makes sense yeah um unless uh if i already declared the attack that's fine but otherwise is there a chance i could recover uh yes you could take the the recover action which would um would allow you to regain some of your stress but i don't think it, it does not take care of your injury so it would not take care of the complication correct I'm just thinking this is not a great shot that I'm going to be taking here, and I'll be increasing stress for it. So I would rather do something more helpful for the team than um, raising our stress. Um, in my action, I will guard. Okay. So you take a moment to kind of collect your, your thoughts, and you can have uh, five stress back. But you're still injured. You're still, you, you will not get rid of your injured trait until you get to sickbay. Copy that. Okay. So is priority returned to me now? Uh, one of the one of the Orions. Orion shows unless we want to uh, spend to keep initiative. Right, right. He whirls around and he fires his disruptor once again at the commander, who seems to be in charge of, of this. So he's kind of running aggro. And once again, I just got one success. So the disruptor fire once again. Uh, how are you, uh, Commander Gannon? How are you able to dodge out of the way of the disruptor? Um. Well, I had already taken up a position similar to uh, Lieutenant Commander Gorsh, so I'm kind of around the corridor a little. So if someone's firing at me, I'm I'm very easily able to pull the wharf and pull back <laughs> against the corridor and then duck around again for my shot. But right now, I'm, I'm back against the corridor wall like this. Awesome. Looking at... Yep, so the sorry, I, I'm looking at the reflection in the... Com in the wall panel across from me so I can see exactly where they are. So when I go for my awesome. next, I will use my aim and I will, I will get them. Okay. So, uh, yes, the disruptor blast misses you. It is now, uh, the, we're in the third round of combat. Any of the three of you can act first. I will go. I will use my minor action for aim and I will fire at the most imposing Ryan. Okay. So 
this is a difficulty two, control plus security roll. You can re-roll one of your d20s if you miss. All right. First roll, two. Second roll, nine. Well done. So you're going to roll four as you, once again, you blast one of the Orions with your phaser and yep. you can roll four D6s for your damage. Four D6? Yep. Yes, sir. Three, five, five, five. Okay. Um, that will not drop either of the two remaining Orions, but it does, it hits him in the leg and he is kind of slow to turn. And it's barely hanging on. Do you want him are to return fire? Or does, are they retreating towards their ship at this point? It does, they do seem to be trying to get away, yes. They're retreating down this corridor. We're taking a lot of damage from this. If we can use suppressing fire to try to get them on their way, perhaps we can come up with a new solution, um, rely on the ship's resources for once they get into their ship. Possibly. What kind of ship? This is like a little OC, like as the XO, is there like, is there any like super important secret data that they could have been trying to get? Like, like, or yeah, I don't know. Like, is it like, we can't let them get away with the Omega particle or is it like, oh, they got like a star chart. I, I think it'd be safe to assume that any sort of Starfleet information cannot be allowed to leave the ship. So, but all I'm saying is a tactical, like, Make sure that they, they know to be moving off, but that they're not going to stay at their ground and fight against us directly so mm. that we can get medical treatment to you, medical treatment to our chief engineer, and then we can continue on with hunting them down. Uh, and, you know, we can probably use the internal sensors to find out where their ship is docked. Well, they to say, and, where are they even? Right, and try to head them, them off because we know the ship better, right? Yeah. Um, I, so I think right now the best course of action is suppression fire to let them try to escape a little while we can regroup. Can we, if they're, I assume that they just beamed over like when we were dead in the water. Um, can we like raise shields? I mean, we're on a red alert, right? Yeah, like, I'm assuming, right, Fred? So they can't beam out. Um, and I don't, I don't know, like I said, you know, or like you said, I don't know where their ship is. But yeah, they're rats in a maze unless they can get out of here, so... Right. Um, so one of you has an action next. Yeah. I'm going to recommend that we just try to use suppression fire to let them escape so that we can regroup. Um, can I do, uh, can I set my phaser on, on wide too and just sort of blast, try to blast after them as they're, as they're running away? Yes. I mean, I might get them, but at least we're just, you know, trying to. I think it's the right decision there. Yeah. Um, so, okay, so, let's see, two turns, I need two successes, we don't have any momentum? All Unless right. we want to buy threat. Yeah, well. Not right now. All right, so this is just a, a shot down the corridor, then. Yeah. Uh, I got Difficulty a... two, control plus security. Uh, I got a seven and a, uh, and an 18, so... Mm. Only one success. Okay. 
one of the Orions whirls around, and uh, as you mess with your phaser blast, he whirls around and returns fire. I'm going to spend a point of my threat to get an extra d20 on the roll. Mm -hmm. I get my two successes. As he hits... uh, Go ahead. I was just saying, like, does being prone give me any... um... Uh, increase the difficulty for their for their shots. It will give you two soak. I'll, I'll, it will reduce oh. the damage by two points. Okay. Uh, one, two, three. So he does he does two more points of stress damage to you. Ow! Burned, shot, punched. I think I've got just about everything so far. You are wearing a gold shirt in the next generation era. <laughs> That's true. That's your decision. <laughs> So I think the doctor is the only one who's not active in this third round of combat. You, you guys were kind of you're well, talking about maybe some creative ways to resolve this. Uh, yes, I think that might that feels very Star Trek to me. If you guys can come up with a cool idea, so for these, idea, these two remaining rhymes. So my idea, and, and let me know what you guys think, was just trying to like let them go. Then we can access computer control and a find out what they stole. If they stole replicator patterns for water, it's less important than tactical information on fleet dispersal. Um, I wouldn't know about the mega particle because I was not a captain before this happened. So (laughs) we won't know about that. But we can also access internal sensors and find out where their ship is docked and maybe use a site-to-site transport or something. So are we able to kind of like let them retreat while we regroup and find more info? Yeah, I, I mean, my personal opinion is I can't fight. I'm very bad at it. Um, I'd rather stay alive. And if we could ascertain what information they actually even got out of the computer core, if any at all, will determine how we approach them afterwards. Or at least give us a clue what they're doing. Right. So, yes, I'm down for like, hey, you guys run away and I, uh, and I stay alive. Not to mention the fact that you said earlier security teams could not get to this section of this deck, but if the Orions, there's a greater chance of the Orions coming across one of our additional security teams. So um, we need to ascertain where their ship is. So, um, Doctor, how about you use your action to check internal sensors to find out where their ship is docked? Uh, yeah, I guess if there's a control panel I could utilize there. The, otherwise, I think going... Is there nobody in the computer terminal? The the computer core? It doesn't look like it anymore. It looks like all the Orions have cleared out. I wouldn't mind figuring out what they did, but um, I will um, utilize the sensors to identify how many Orions and whether or not there's any um, access points utilize any breaches anything that's docked something that came into the shuttle bay or maybe they cut that little disc out like the board do yeah yeah so dr takara ducks back into the computer control room and starts uh pushing buttons on the control panel give me a reason plus you can use either science or you can also use control if you want i don't know which is higher for you control or reason plus science or secure or cut before we to dedicate to this course of action. Uh, she is our doctor. Um, should me is she able to heal either two of them, or do we need to get to sick bay for that? No sick bay, right? For my injury or my complication. 
Yes. And then I believe also for Aaron as well. Okay. All right. So, sorry, continue on with what we were looking at. You're, you're checking to see if there's any breaches or uh, docked ships or anything like that. Yeah, this is going to be difficulty two, reason or control plus con. Uh, it will be reason plus, I'm sorry, uh, con or it's always con no matter what, right? Yes, in this okay. situation, yes. Same, same is same is 14. Yahtzee, I got a 6 and a 12. All right, well done. You uh, conduct an internal sensors scan, and it looks like there was um, almost like a, a sensor blind spot that was set up by you, who you assume to be these pirates, uh, as they docked a small, um, a small craft to one of the airlocks of the venture. And you assume that's where they're going now. You're also able to do a quick look through the files that they were particularly interested in. It looks like they made copies of files on the, the Starfleet's presence in the Shackleton Expanse. How big is this task force that the venture is a part of? Um, I don't know. Is, oh, see, is there any way I could tell whether or not they had, like, an inside guy? Sabotage? <laughs> you know, like, I don't know. Any Orion crew members? You have, <laughs> you, you have I'm no not profiling, but I'm, I'm, I'm asking this question. Right. <laughs> you have no reason to believe that. Okay. Okay. So uh, I, uh, re I relay the location as well as the missing files as well. I specifically make sure the XO. Is there any reason why? Is there any um, debriefs or reports about the Orions here in terms of what their goals are in terms of what we're doing in the Shackleton? Expanse? Not that I see from my character sheet. <laughs> but Commander Gannon tall hands intruder alert security to docking bay for, er, airlock 14. Um, let's get ourselves there. Um, now, if they're having to go through main corridors, they're probably going to be trying to avoid um, Starfleet personnel on their way. Um, do we know if they just went down the corridor and headed into a Jeffrey's tube, or did, or sorry, if they went down a corridor and headed to a turbo lift, or do we have any reason to believe they went into the Jeffrey's tubes themselves? No, you don't think they probably went into a Jeffrey's tube because they don't know the ship that well. Okay, so we know that there's a direct route from computer control to airlock 14 because logically they would have docked at the closest airlock to computer control. We know that we can get there through the Jeffries tubes in half the time that they can and set up a defensive posture. Sure. Yeah. Are you saying we're going to cut them off at the pass? We're going to cut them off at the pass. <laughs> Wagon train, baby. That's right. We just got to nail our so, climbing rolls in the uh, Jeffrey's tubes. Not like last time. Well, <laughs> luckily, this is the same deck. So we don't have to go <laughs> vertically. We can go horizontally through the Jeffrey's tubes the entire way. We can crawl on our hands and knees. We're experts at that. It's just going up and down. That's the problem. So yeah. here's what I'll rule. is You guys are able to make a good guess as to where these Orions are going and, and head them off at the pass. So each of you can take one action before the two Orions will get a chance to act. How, how would you carry out this, this ambush? Um, so 
we all have one action before they get to attack. Um, I believe if we all take aim, we're going to have a lot greater chance of getting them both um, before they can have their attack back. What do you guys think? Can I deactivate the gravity plating right in front of the airlock door so when they run into that section, they they lose gravity? Yes, you can. I think that's a great idea, Commander. Go for it. A little uh, the undiscovered country wire work happening. Yeah. <laughs> sure, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I was literally that before this. Do you want to do that before you guys spring your ambush? Uh, yes. Yeah, I mean, this, I want that to be my one action before we um, to run over there and try to get them. Okay. Okay. Cool. I, I won't make a roll for it. Yes, they're they're going to at some point very soon. They're going to run out of artificial gravity. All right. Cool. What? Now, what? Uh, what about the doctor and Commander Gannon? Well, uh, just to be clear, I can't do any medical interventions to either myself or to Glosh to make us any better because I can't get to sick bay. Correct. So I'll, I'd rather take a defensive position with an aim shot. Okay. Yeah. Which I think is the, the right play for myself as well. Um, but quick question now we've disabled gravity plating in the corridor. I assume that my fantastic chief engineer kept the gravity plating in the Jeffries tube. <laughs> that was, right? that was the plan. I don't know how much individual control I have, but yeah, that was the plan. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that uh, Jeffrey's tubes and uh, the main decks would have different gravity plate. They're separated by wall, sure. right? Yeah. So yeah, sure. So, so um, you you guys are ready to spring your ambush, and uh, Lieutenant Commander Grash cuts off the artificial gravity as the Orions approach, and you hear them shout with surprise as suddenly they are lifted up off of the deck and start just drifting in the direction they were going as their momentum carries them forward. Uh, Takara and Ganon, you can each fire your phasers if you want to. And because they have a disadvantage, I will take one off of the difficulty of the shot. Cool. So you want from us a control and security? Yep. For you, it will be difficulty one. For Takara, it will be still be difficulty two because of her head injury. Okay. Uh, but because I'm aiming, I can re-roll one of my d20, correct? Um, I've rolled my d20. I'm at a nine. So, hit. You, got, uh, you need two, two, uh, you need to roll two d20s, and you need two successes. So you two, have one nine success. and two. Okay, cool. So you hit, and Takara? Two and seven. Also, two, actually, you, you didn't need to roll two successes. I, I forgot what I ruled earlier. Sorry about that, uh, Alan. But yes, uh, Takara also gets her two successes. So go ahead and roll your damage for your phaser attacks as you hit these basically sing ducks at this point. Yeah, it's like skeet shooting. Five, two, six, one. A five, two, and what else? Six, one. Okay, so you do five points of damage. That's enough to deal an injury. To one of the Orions as he's stunned and unconscious. And Takara, what about you? Two, four, six, six. Two, six, six. Okay, that's four points of stress. 
and that and that particular Ryan had three points of stress remaining. So he also takes an injury and is unconscious, uh, floating in the corridor now, uh, unconscious, banging it's into the bulkheads. Only thing more comfortable than a hammock. <laughs> Zero G. <laughs> Commander Gorgon, so, please restore internal gravity so that we can uh, get our computer core data back. This whole ship is my weapon. Uh, yes, yes, sir. I'll do that immediately. And the two Orions slam back to the deck as gravity is restored. So you guys have restored main power and um, turned the, the fire suppression system back on to the most damaged parts of the ship and defused the Orion pirate threat. So we're going to cut this scene and quickly jump ahead several days as the USS Venture limps back to Narendra Station, which is sort of Starfleet's base of operations in the Shackleton Expanse. And you are debriefed by the fleet admiral. Her name is Admiral April Hebert. And this is like a, a big space dock style starbase. And you're in her main office, and you can see this breathtaking view uh, of a starscape surrounding the, the starbase beyond. And she receives your debrief, and she says, clearly, the Orion Syndicate is trying to establish itself in the Shackleton Expanse. And they clearly wanted all the tactical information they, they could find about Starfleet's role here. Because we're so far away from Earth and Starfleet headquarters, I'm not sure we're going to be able to find a replacement for Captain Martinez. So she turns to uh, Commander Gannon, and she opens up a little case on her desk with another pip in it. And she says, Commander Gannon, would you accept this promotion and become the commanding officer of the USS Venture? I will. And then she walks over to you and pins the pip on your collar, and she notes in her log that uh, on this star date, Commander William Gannon has received the promotion of captain, and all command codes for the venture have been transferred to him. <laughs> the Gannon maneuver. <laughs> she gives you a pamphlet about the Omega particle. And she says, is there anything else that you want me or Starfleet Command to know about your experience in the Korean Nebula? I need to give the highest accolades to Lieutenant Commander Glosh, Chief Engineer, and Dr. Takara, Chief Medical Officer. Uh, they performed valiantly. They performed above and beyond the call. And I would like both of them to be awarded a Purple Nova, which is the <laughs> Federation equivalent of a Purple Heart, since they were both injured. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was. <laughs> uh, Commander Glosh, you are a fantastic chief engineer, but I believe that you have shown the utmost character of bravery and compassion and talent and skill, and I would like to ask for you to become my executive officer. Wow. Uh, I... Uh... I respectfully accept your offer, uh, and we still have to have that drink. Yes. I think we should all go to 10 Forward <laughs> and cheers ourselves and discuss who's going to be our new chief engineer and other crew rotations and brief ourselves on the rest of the mission, because I assume we're going to go uh, strategically take out the rest of the Orion Syndicate. Definitely. If I were human, I would say... Always a bridesmaid, but never a bride. 
if I were human. <laughs> you know, I hear that they're building a ship called the USS Pasteur Doctor. You might want to look into uh, billet aboard that if you'd like to take up command. No, I, I think they've got lined up somebody who's perfectly adequate for the job. Gotcha. <laughs> so Admiral Hebert approves your uh, recommendations for the commendations for your comrades. And uh, you guys have a big task ahead of you to refit the venture and fill these new positions on the crew. Um, but that I'm certain it's not the end of the venture's adventures in the Shackleton Expanse. And with that, we roll credits on the episode. Wait, can I just say, go team venture? <laughs> <laughs> You've been waiting the sure. whole, whole session to say that. <laughs> <laughs> Hey Trekkies, I'm Caliban. And I'm Gooey Fame. And we're the hosts of the new podcast, Backtrekking. I thought that we were going to say it together. Oh, Backtrekking. <laughs> do you want to do it again? Just just don't worry about it. Every week, we look at the real-life inspirations behind classic Star Trek episodes. The original series, Next Gen, DS9, Voyager, and more. And we're examining the actual events, stories, and concepts that they're based on. Join us as we go trekking through sci-fi history. You know, we have a time machine. Let's go back and do the intro again. Hey, Trekkies, I'm Caliban. Backtracking. God damn it. <laughs>